And I said this on the last episode, and I'll say it again. I would overdraft my bank account to make sure that I pay my credit card on time, right? Just because having a late payment on your credit report is that detrimental. Mm. Having a collections account on your credit report is that detrimental, especially for me as an entrepreneur. I need my personal credit because I need to be able to walk into these banks and get funding whenever I need to do certain things in my business. The second I get a late payment on my credit report, you you mean to tell me I got to potentially wait two years Mm. before I'm in position again to get funding for my business? I don't got that kind of time. It's relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of It's Relational. And on today's episode, Deanny sends her regards. You know, she's not here in the building, but we have another special guest mm. down. No, no other type of guest. Mm. Our repeat guest, the first guest who's reappeared on It's Relational. It's Relational if you Is it important to know your significant other if they have any credit card debt? So I think it is important, right? Because preferentially, you would like to, if you have good credit, you also want to be with someone else who has good credit. But for formalities, my name is Kemar. Mm. And on today's episode, Lord have his mercy. Mm. We have the credit man himself. Wow. Half man, half credit. Wow. The credit guru. Wow. Credit everything. Well. You know, they say throw it in the bag. He said throw it on the credit. Well, I, I, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much it costs. <laughs> but, but yeah, go ahead. So, so, oh, man, I, I will continue going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, 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 keep it going. We talking about takeoff financial. Come on now. Oh, let's yes. talk about building credit, establishing credit, and maintaining good credit. Come on now. We have Mr. Marvin Francois from the Marvin Francois Show. My guy, how are you? I am doing fantabulous, man. Good, 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 good. Well, first and foremost, congratulations, Father to be. Very excited for you. Thank you for bringing me back. Uh, yes. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm usually the one doing the interviews, like I said in the last episode. So it's always good to kind of reverse the roles and just talk about my field, talk about credit, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for being welcomed. Well, thank you for coming on again. You know what always. I mean? You know, you could have easily said, you know, I was on the first time. I'm good for the second time. I'm good. No, no, no. I had a great time the first time. I could not, I could not not come back for the second time. So we're here, man. Hey, see, and this is from here. You'll see we take off. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. It's <laughs> beautiful. There you go. Listen, man. If everybody doesn't know, again, I said a, a quick intro about Marvin, mm-hmm. but he's all about credit, yep. restoring, building, mm-hmm. maintaining anything credit related. Marvin is your guy, so feel free to check out the resources that'll be in a link below, mm-hmm. and just really dive into to Marvin's teaching because mm-hmm. he is all about credit. And one thing about America, America run upon credit. Yes, we, we, said we, by Jamaican mothers. Lick shot, lick shot. Yes, <laughs> I agree. So, with you coming on for part two, right, brother? There's a plethora of questions that we have. Let's go. That we got to go through that we didn't touch on the first episode. Let's do it. For starters, mm-hmm. please tell me. On the last episode, we asked, but I got to start again. Why is credit so important? That's a great question. Why is credit so gosh darn important? Credit is everything, man. Credit is everything. You know, credit is leverage, right? Mm. I said it before in the previous episode. I'll say it again. You know, if I was to come to you and I was to ask you, how long do you think it would take you to save up $100,000 in cash? You know, the answer for so many different people would vary, right? Depending on what your, you know, annual income is. Some people would take three years, five years, some people 10 years. Who knows, right? right? The beauty of credit is that you're able to leverage your relationship with other banks and lenders to get access to that same amount of funding in such a shorter amount of time. So instead of you, you know, waiting years upon years to get access to twenty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in capital, you're able to get access to that same funding in months, mm. right? Within a year. I have people in entrepreneurial circles who have been able to leverage their good personal credit and get access to anywhere between fifty all the way to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of funding that they were able to go and use to invest in real estate, mm. invest 
invested in building whatever business that they had, trucking, okay. getting into stocks, e-com stores, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. So the beauty of credit is that it allows you to essentially expedite something that you know, is very important, which is getting access to capital. And then from there, you're able to take that capital and do whatever it is that you're looking to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's to build your business, whether it's to scale a business, whether it's to just have funding to say that you have it, whatever the case may be, credit is everything when it comes to that. So that's a big reason why credit is so important. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so one thing I know about credit when it comes to obviously uh, where it stands, essentially would the term or the acronym OPM, other people money, correct, really apply? Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to really leverage other people's money responsibly. 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 And, that, and that's the most important thing, right? And I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it. But number one reason I love what I do is because, you know, you're Jamaican, I'm Haitian. We come from backgrounds where, you know, we were taught that credit was taboo. Stay away from it. It's bad. It's evil. But the reason why is because not because credit is actually bad. We were just miseducated, mm -hmm. right? You have to learn how to properly use it. So when I'm saying that people are getting access to $50,000, $100,000, $250,000 worth of credit, Yes, credit is debt. That's mm -hmm. why you have to be smart and strategical about how you're going to get access to it. And once you do get access to it, how you're going to use it. Don't right. go, you know, get good credit, get access to all this funding and then go spend it on a bunch of stupid stuff that isn't going to bring you money back. When we're leveraging OPM, other people's money, we're using it to make more money on top of that. Then we pay the debt back and then we wash, rinse and repeat the process. But if you're just getting access to credit to do what most people do, which is just to consume, buy things, buy clothes and jewelry and all these other things that aren't going to make us more money back, then yeah, of course, you're going to have a sour taste your mouth about credit because you didn't use it for what it was actually supposed to be used for which is to make more money on top of the money that you already have so boom wow yes sir wow oh man come on, come on now he, he's starting already man podcast done we're done no 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 <laughs> we, just, we just getting started man I, I, you know let's go all right well you know what i have to also mention for those who don't know or who haven't done it already please feel free to like comment subscribe share right. anything marvin francois i appreciate it and anything it's relational it's relational if you buy it as always there you go just wow already yes sir man, man. let's go our, our, okay let's go let's, let's go so question number two let's go what does it mean having good credit or bad credit when it comes to interest rates for cars or any other loans? That's a good question. So let's dive into that. So interest is how banks and lenders make their money. Facts. Right? So what a bank does whenever you take, whenever you go to them looking to get financing, whether it's because you're looking for funding for a business, financing for a car, financing for a household, or financing for equipment, right? That's another thing too. They're going to use your personal credit report to determine your credit worthiness for this thing that you're applying for. Mm -hmm. We talked about this on the last episode. Your credit worthiness is basically how worthy are you of this credit, right? That you're looking to get from the bank. So interest is how the bank makes their money and how a bank determines, you know, what interest rate they're going to give you on whatever it is that you're looking to borrow is directly relational with where your current standing is on your personal credit report. So if you have great credit, a bank is not going to worry about their ability to get their money back from you. Because if you have great credit, that means that you are showing me on your personal credit report that you have given no issues to other banks and lenders that you've had relationships with in terms of paying them that money back, whether it was on other, other lines of credit, whether it was on credit cards, whether it was on other types of installment lines of credit, like cars, houses, things of that nature. So if I'm a bank and you're looking to form that same relationship with me, I'm going to reward you by giving you low interest meaning that yeah i'm still going to make some money on this debt that i'm giving you but i'm not going to sit here and supercharge you on it right mm -hmm. because you have good credit you've shown me that you maintain positive relationship with other banks and lenders on the flip side when it comes to having bad credit if i'm a bank and you have bad credit and you're coming to me for any form of financing i don't want to give you the money to begin with mm. why would i want to give you and it kind of goes back to you know some examples that i i, I shared previously credit is about relationships right. like to really simplify it it's really all about relationships mm. 
if you're coming to me looking to borrow money and I know that you have a negative history with borrowing money from other people, whether it's paying them back late or not paying them back at all, and then you come to me looking to do the same, I'm either not going to want to give you the money or I'm going to put some crazy stipulations in place mm -hmm. to where in the event you do to me what you did to these other people, at least I know I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make it worth my while. Right. That's where interest comes in. That's why you have situations where people who have bad credit are over here paying 15%, 20%, 25% on terrible vehicles that they're getting from these auto dealerships because the banks are looking at their previous relationships with other lenders and saying, I don't even want to give you this loan, but if I am going to give you this loan, I need to make it worth my while. So we're going to do it with a 15% interest rate, 20% interest rate, 25 interest rate and beyond. So that's why having good credit, another reason why having good credit, properly structured credit is so important because the banks are going to take it out on you using these interest rates on these things that you're looking to find it. So there you go. Sheesh. Yeah. First things first, I got to point out somewhere in what you said, I all I heard was relational. Right. You, you know, I, had I to, mean, you know, you know, I had to, you know, I had to do a little something. For the podcast. <laughs> I had to. I appreciate yeah, that, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate I, most that. definitely. So and, and honestly, the interest rate sounds like insurance and protection for said lenders. It brought me to a, a space of thinking about when it comes to mortgages. Right. Depending on how a person goes for a mortgage, you have something called PMI. Mm -hmm. private mortgage insurance right which the bank is kind of putting insurance on you right just in case you default on the loan right so i kind of you know correlated to i may be a little off i but but the, the thought process is somewhat there i do get what you're saying yeah all right yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. All right. i have to make sure because i know you're gonna clean it up yeah, yeah of, course, of course of course all right of man course. see but thank you see you're already sharing gems already man i'm doing a little, I'm doing a little something i'm just trying to keep up with you brother That's <laughs> it. i'm just trying to keep up with you <laughs> i'm keeping up with you so you know we're working together man. let's go collaboration over competition there you go let's Ooh. do it so next question and a good uh, question that came from uh, a fan who watched the first. Fantastic. Or, you know, some of my part, it's relational crowd, say. There you go. They asked, what is a good recommended amount of credit cards a couple and or individual should have? That's a great question. Uh, for me personally, I would say it's preferential. I know people with literally, and this is not hyperbole, I know people with over 100 credit cards. Mm. And then I also know people with like four or five. Like me personally, I think on the personal side, I think I have maybe four or five credit cards. And on the business side, I have like two. I think it all is connected to what your goals are and why you're looking to have as much credit as you have. If we're just talking about on the, you know, we're, I mean, we mainly been talking about on the personal side. I, I would say three to four, four to five is fine. Right. You know, because you want to have at least enough to where you're showing that you have different relationships with different mm. banks and lenders so that later on down the line, when you do go to do something heavy with your credit, like financing and things like that, they're able to see like, oh, okay, great relationship with Amex, great relationship with Discover, great relationship with Chase, great relationship with TD. I feel more comfortable giving this person money. So I would say anywhere between like three or four, four to five is fine. But if you want to go higher than that, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Lower than that, it's like, you know, you're kind of hurting yourself because you, like I said, you want to show those different relationships. So let's say anywhere between three to four, four to five, that could work. Too easy. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and I like what you said, you know, everything's based upon relationships. 100%. So this episode is not sponsored by Amex, but Amex, I love you. Why? <laughs> because I want eventually you look at me because I got the platinum card. I want you to look at me and say, hey, we want to give you the Centurion card. There you go. My Come goal. Now. Put it out there. Words uh, of affirmation speaking to existence, but we're not here for that right now. There you go. Man. So next question regarding credit cards and so. Mm -hmm. A, what would you recommend might be a good credit card? And then on top of that, you know, are you funny? You just did an, a splice or a reaction to, you know, debit or credit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, which one is best and which one's the worst? So it's a two-part question. A two-part question. All right, so you want me to talk tackle debit versus credit or you want me to tackle what, uh, credit card, which credit cards are the best? Which credit card is the best? We'll start with that. All right, which credit card is the best? All right, so if you're watching this episode right now, let me get my camera. If you're watching this episode right now, <laughs> 
and you have no credit at all and you're looking for great starter credit cards to use, I'm going to give them a couple, right? So the first starter credit card that I would recommend is the, I'll go with the Discover It cashback card. That's one of the easiest cards that you can get. Um, I love that card because it has some of the, uh, some really great perks for, you know, someone who's new to the world of credit. Like one thing that the Discover It cashback card, card has is that it has quarterly revolving cash back. So what that means is that every quarter of the year, it's giving you different categories that you're able to get up to 5% cash back on, which is really, really good, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it fluctuates, I think from like, yeah, January to March, it's like uh, drug stores and restaurants and gas stations. And then from like the next quarter of the year, it'll be like uh, subscriptions to movies and like, you know, online streaming and technological based purchases. So that's really, really good. Uh, and it's one of the easier cards to get. And they also have cards for college students as well. Right. Nice. So whether you're you know an adult or you're in college, if you're looking for a really great starter card to get, that would be one I would recommend. Mm. The only thing I don't like about them, though, is that, you know, for the first year of you having them, you won't be able to ask for a credit limit increase because they're just not going to give it to you. Mm. So that sucks, but they make up for it with a quarterly revolving cashback. So that's right. a really good card to start out with. The next card I would suggest after that, and unfortunately this is only for Apple uh, users, so sorry to Android, is the Apple credit card. Mm. I think the Apple credit card is one of the more underrated credit cards in the space right now. Um, with the Apple credit card, you can get 3% cashback at select providers yeah. like uh, Nike, Uber, at the Apple store itself. 2% cashback anywhere that Apple Pay is accepted and 1% cashback anywhere else. I love Apple a lot just for the simple fact that they're super generous with the limit increases mm -hmm. so when i first got my apple credit card that was the second credit card that i ever got they increased my credit limit three times in one year i asked for an increase one time they increased it the other times twice without me having to ask i think mm -hmm. i started out with like a three thousand dollar limit i remember you saying yeah it went from three thousand to eight thousand and like eight thousand to like eleven thousand five hundred that was a really really good mm -hmm. that's a really really good card not saying it'll happen for you but that's what happened for me. So that that would be yeah. Good I'm one. wondering because you know I, I'm at a credit limit of twelve thousand. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you give me twenty thousand? Like, why not? Yeah, I well, and we're gonna get into that. I'm gonna give you some tips and tricks Ooh. on how to increase. You know, we go. I'm gonna I'm giving everything. I'm giving everything, ladies and gentlemen. That's another one. A couple other cards I would recommend. Amex Blue is a good one. That's yes. another great starter card. I would say though, that's the that's the big three in terms of credit cards. So that answers that question. Now mm -hmm. the other question, you said debit. You smiling already because you know my answer. <laughs> you smiling already because you know my answer. <laughs> debit versus credit, right? Let's get into it. If you have a debit. Is this is this is this camera on me? Is this camera on me right here? If you have a debit card, I want you to pause this video. Don't even listen to what well you would have to listen to know what you need to do. Pause it after. Take your debit card, cut it up. Oh. Burn it. Oh. Throw it out the window. Well, actually, Controversy. If you, if you throw it out the window, somebody might take it and take the number and then roll it. Shred it, yeah. cut it. Yeah. Shred it, cut it, get rid of it. You don't need it. You need to cut it. Yeah, well, don't do that. But, but you no, know, cut it, but don't sing it. Just <laughs> sing it, cut it. Here's why I say that. And this causes a lot of controversy on social media and all across the board because people don't understand what people like myself are saying when we say that. And this kind of goes back to the miseducation of credit. If you have a credit card, just take all the ordinary expenses that you would put on a debit card and put it on a credit card. Boom. If you were going to put gas in your car, you were already going to do that anyway, yes. right? Instead of putting it on a debit card that doesn't reward you for that spend, put it on a credit card and then immediately thereafter, use the debit card that you would have made to make that purchase with the gas to pay down the credit card. Now you have, you're literally getting paid to spend money on things that you're already going to spend money for. Boom. Groceries, you're already going to buy them anyway, right? You got to eat or you're going to die. If you're going to buy those things, put it on a credit card that's going to reward you in cash back for that. Boom. Gas, you was already going to buy 
buy it. Medicine, you are already going to buy it. Clothes, I can go on and on and on and on. You don't even ha you don't have to do anything outside of what you are already doing. Just transition those transactions over to your credit card and then use your debit card to pay the credit card down. It's very simple. Right. If you're using a debit card because you're like, no credit is bad. What about the interest rates? If you're paying the balance down to zero every single month because you should have the cash for these things that you're putting on 100%. the credit card, then you won't have to worry about the interest rates. So mm. that's that's a moot point right then and there. But if you have debit cards, it's it's not, it's not even a question. Get away from them and start using credit cards in your day-to-day -day spending so you can actually get rewarded for buying the things that you're already going to buy anyways. That's it. Well, let's also talk about the um, safety feature, well, protection feature, right? Okay. So let's talk about if you have a fraudulent charge on a debit card okay. versus a credit card. Right. Who you think is going to, you know what I mean? Like, so it, I've had a situation where, and I hate the brand now because of it. Somebody, you know, skimmed my debit card mm -hmm. and they went to MCM okay. and bought about $3,000 worth of bags. Oh, they went crazy. Goodness oh, gracious. Boy, I wanted to fight, but who right. can I fight? Right. So I went to my bank. Fortunately, they were able to kind of reverse the charge at the time being. Mm -hmm. But typical debit card or debit transactions mm -hmm. has to be an investigation first before they even put the money back. Right. Versus a credit card, I had a situation too where the hotel, they charged me, but it never it went through. Mm -hmm. They gave me back the temporary credit and said, we're going to put an investigation. If yep. we find out if it's valid, it'll stick. If it's not, you keep the credit and you're good from there. So that credit, that that protection enough was was very satisfying to me, which is why I transitioned all my transactions to credit cards. Boom. There you go. 100%. Man. Come on, man. I'm yeah. learning from Wow. I'm, I'm learning. I'm applying. Man. I'm doing a little something. I'm doing wow. a little something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing a little something. I'm I was taking something. off before you even took off. I, I see what you did there again. This is the second time in the episode, <laughs> brother. This is the second time. That means you just got to throw back relational somewhere. Come on. Somehow. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going uh, to figure it out. My man. Let's go. So, all right. Credit now. Mm -hmm. Another you know, it's relational accrual question. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the different dates regarding credit cards and the importance of each? Starting with like, you know, maybe the statement close date and the payment due date. Like, are they different? Like, what's that about? Great question. All right. So this is this is also very important. And this this is for people that if you are a debit card heavy user or whatever the case may be, this is also going to help you get into that transition to using a credit card and understanding how to use it properly to work to your advantage. So yeah, with every credit card, you have two dates that you need to be made that you need to know about right your payment due date and your statement date so the payment due date everybody knows about it it's it's very self-explanatory it's the date in which the minimum payment on your credit card for whatever balance you're carrying is due mm -hmm. right that date fluctuates depending on you know when you open the card and what kind of card it is whatever it may be it could be on the 15th of the month the 20th of the month whatever the case may be but that's a date where your payment is due if you do not make that payment you will not get a late payment that late payment appears on, appears on your credit report all hell breaks loose yeah. we don't want that absolutely don't want to do that so it's always always very important to remember uh, when your payment due date is for people who are watching one of the easiest ways to make sure that you never ever get a late payment on okay. your credit card simply just put it on auto pay Ew. once again remember oh you're against putting on auto pay a little bit Talk to me about that. Why is that? I just feel weird that, you know, uh, an institution just has access to take money at liberty without my, con well, not my consent, without my knowledge, because I won't remember until I get the email. Thanks for your payment. Okay, so now watch this. Uh, you have credit cards, correct? Yes. Let, you have payment due dates on those credit cards, correct? Yes. You are going to make the payment on that due date regardless, correct? Typically, I'd like to do a couple days before. Okay, fine. But it's really just a matter of efficiency, right? right? In the sense of like automating something that I was already going to take care of because we are, as humans, we are forgetful. Things right. happen, things pop up. 
it's always the safest bet to put your card on auto pay just to ensure because once again number one if you're just using your cards for everyday purchase the money should be there in right. within the account and number two i'm not going to leave it up to chance for me to forget or something to happen what if what if i get in an accident and something happens and the day i was supposed to make the payment or that i was anticipating i was going to make the payment i'm not able to do it anymore because i forgot or something happened whatever the case may be now i got a late payment why just because i was a little bit iffy on putting on auto pay i don't think that that's necessary put it on auto pay automate it because you are already going to do it anyway to avoid getting the late payment because it's the absolute last thing that you want to appear on your credit report okay right? brother man you know what I'm, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to teach you you I'm just, just hit me you. with you just hit me with old school pokemon like a hyper beam right you now know I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to teach wow you. i'm just trying to lead you down the right path that's <laughs> it. i'm just trying to lead you down the right path that's it so you get your payment due date set but now there's another date that you mentioned right let's talk about statement date mm -hmm. statement date is the date in which the credit card come and the state is the date in which the credit card companies report whatever your balance is and whatever your whatever is going on on your credit card at that moment in time to the credit reporting agencies to show on your credit report with Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, right? right. So let's say you have an $1,000 um, limit on your credit card and you have a $500 balance and the statement date for that credit card is on the 15th of every month. Once the 15th comes, if they see that you have a $500 balance on that credit card, that's what's getting reported to the credit reporting agencies to show for all other future banks and lenders to see when it comes to your relationship, right, with that bank and that lender. So now, why is understanding when your statement date is so important? It's extremely important because you can actually use this to your advantage to manipulate, you know, what the what is being reported on your credit report. So, for example, one thing people will say to me, especially when they're starting to build their credit is, you know, I got approved for this credit card. They only gave me an $1,000 limit, but I know because of credit card utilization, which makes up 30% of my credit score, mm -hmm. I'm only supposed to be using anywhere, you know, up to 30% of this limit, right? So if I got an $1,000 limit, that means I can only use $300. That's not necessarily the case if you're smart and you understand how to manipulate statement dates you can use your entire credit card limit responsibly using it for things that you are already going to buy anyways you just have to make sure that let's say for example my statement date for a credit card is on the 15th and i have a zero dollar i have no balance on there and it's the first in a month i have an a thousand dollar purchase that i want to make right that's all of my balance for that credit card and I want to make it on the first. If I use my credit card to make that purchase, I've now used all of my credit, right? right. So I've used a hundred. I have a hundred percent utilization on this card. But even though I have a hundred percent utilization on this card, it's not going to show on my credit report until the fifteenth. Mm. That means I have fourteen days to now pay this balance down to a point to where this balance won't show on my credit report, so that it won't negatively affect my credit report. Ooh. Right. So this will. This is where understanding your statement is super duper important because now you can manipulate this to your advantage, make it so that you pay that balance down it, it, you know it could be the day before two days before three days before you just want to make sure that balance is not showing come the 15th mm. because if it is that's what's going to show with the credit reporting agencies right so that's why it's extremely important to know because once again when it comes to credit card utilization you never want to have it go above 30 percent realistically 10 percent but you can use more than that you just have to make sure you know when your statement date is so that days before it comes if you have used more than 30 percent of your utilization you pay it down to where it needs to be at so that it's not negatively affecting your report once it gets shown on the credit report with the credit reporting agencies. Wow. Yeah. So first things foremost, I want to just say, Lord, protect this man. This is, I said, Lord, protect this man. <laughs> protect this man because he's telling y'all credit manipulation tips yeah. that I can tell, but you may not listen because I'm Mr. Relational. Right. He's Mr. I was going to say financial, but really Mr. Credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this is really good tips that you're giving. I appreciate it. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's a major difference between the statement close date and the due date. Right. And you just really like. Broke it down. Yes. Break it down. Do a little something, something. A little, little something, something. A little something, something. I appreciate it, man. Most definitely. See, 
See? See? I'm so glad we brought you back on yeah, for a part two. Let's go. A part three, maybe? maybe? It might just happen. I mean, I don't know. We had a Bad Boys one, two, and three, right? We we, we, we might just make it happen. Credit episode one, two, and three. I mean, and then you had Rush Hour one, two, and three, right? Come on now. You had, there's a lot of threes. There's All a right. lot of threes. There you go. Well, we're not going to, you know, because, you know, some of the threes, you mm-hmm. know, and, and fours and like scary movies. Uh, well, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. It's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Man said, let's talk about credit and credit alone. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so let's really get to this. What are some things people can do to get higher limits on credit cards they apply for great question so once again relationships 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 right a couple things that you could do to get uh higher limits on credit cards that you're looking to apply for number one i would say stop looking to get per credit cards from big banks so that's a big thing so a lot of times people are only looking to get personal credit cards from the names that we know we all know chase hsbc um you know bank of america what's another one capital one mm-hmm. all, uh, I'm, th- I'm blanking here but you know all those big right, name big banks. ones and understandably so because they're bigger name banks that we're all familiar with the thing is though if you're looking to get higher limits on personal credit cards that you're looking to apply for you should look to start getting those credit cards from smaller banks i.e well they're not banks but credit unions Mm. right so credit unions are very clutch because you know they're non-for-profit and they're actually looking to form long-term relationships with consumers like yourself or myself and one thing that they used to you know give them a little bit of a leg up is they're going to potentially approve you for larger limits than maybe a chase would or a bank of america would right because these are big banks that are dealing with larger clientele that are putting in literally billions upon billions of dollars into their banks on a day-to-day basis they look at someone like you or me we're a small fry right right? and unless we have you know long credit history out the wazoo or massive limits already the chances of them approving us for those limits up front are very low whereas if we're going to some of these smaller banks or credit unions the chances for that are higher so if you're looking to if your priority is to get personal credit cards with larger limits the first thing i would say is redirect where you're going so Mm. instead of looking for the big fish look at some of the smaller fish that are going to give you the bigger limits uh navy federal is a very popular credit union yes i have navy federal i I use them for my mortgage right right there you go navy federal is an extremely popular bank that you can use Um, alliant credit union is mm -hmm. another one that you can use i think it's digital federal credit union that's another one yeah what about mcu mcu i have no i don't know anybody that has mcu (laughs) but 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 that is but no but you you wouldn't be surprised i might go do some research into them after this episode i taught marvin something you told me told me a little something you know what i'm saying but credit (laughs) unions are very very favorable when it comes to trying to get larger limits limits on um on credit cards so that's one thing that you could do another thing that you could do is you know you want to form whatever banks you're looking to get credit from form relationships with them first so what i mean by that is you know let me give you an example let's say you have person a and person b and person a comes to you and they're looking to get a loan right for their business and they're like yo come on what's going on i got this business boom boom can i borrow ten thousand dollars right you don't really know this person all that well and you're like you know, you, you, you may, you're going to do your due diligence and you're going to think about it. But, you know, you may ultimately because your relationship with them isn't that strong. You don't know them from a hole in the wall. You might be a little 50 50 on giving them, you know, this 10,000 that you have. Right. Person B comes to you. Now, person B is somebody that you've known for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Not only have you known them for a very long time, but that one point in time before this, they've actually given you money and invested into something you have going on in your business. Right. right. And they come to you and they're like, Kamar, I'm looking at and you cut them off. You're like, listen, brother, I know you. You've already invested into my business. I know what you got going on because you have a relationship with this person mm. who are you more likely to give this loan to person a or person b person who i got the better relationship with why is that 
I couldn't remember which letter it was. Though. But it was person B. It was person B. <laughs> <laughs> it was person B. But again, relationship. If right. I've known you for, let's say, X amount of time, right. and I know you've always been good for me, mm-hmm. why would I go take John off the street? Sorry if your name is John. Right. And just say, hey, I don't know you, but here, take right. 15000 Like right. It just makes sense. Right. You know, And it's the same thing that comes to these banks. You're looking to get these larger limits, but it's a relationship, right? And like with any other relationship, it can't be 100 to zero. It has to be back, you know, it has to be 100 to 100, 50 mm. to 50, right? So in that way, one thing you want to do before you go and apply for these cards with the banks, open a checkings account with them. Put some money in that checkings account. Let that money sit in the checkings account for a couple of months before you go and apply for credit with them. Why? It looks better in the bank's data system because for them, it doesn't just look like you're here to take money and hit the dash on them. It looks like you're looking to form a long-standing relationship with them. You open a bank account with them, you let some money's in there and it doesn't have to be a lot it could be 200 500 thousand dollars whatever the case may be whatever you have to put in there and let it sit if you want to add another step onto it do some consistent deposits maybe you're putting in like a hundred dollars a week you know or a hundred dollars on a month whatever it may be and just let that money sit because mm. now on the bank's end because they have a data system that they're using to determine if they're going to approve you and also if they do approve you how much they're going to approve you for you put yourself in better standing when you form that relationship with them first putting that money in the account and letting it sit there and then coming back and applying mm. for that credit card so that's the second thing and then the third thing that you could do and this is something a lot of people don't do very clutch the reconsideration department the reconsideration department so when you're applying for a credit card let's say you get approved for five thousand dollars instead of you getting upset and saying dang i only got approved for five thousand i wanted ten thousand the second you get approved for that card you can call into that bank and actually speak to the reconsideration department and have them relook at your application to potentially approve you again for a larger limit mm-hmm simple you call in hey listen navy federal is going on i appreciate you guys approving me for this limit i really want to make you guys my number one banking provider and i really see a long-standing relationship here happening in the near future could you guys look at my application one more time and see if you could potentially approve me for something a little bit larger than five thousand dollars now they won't say yes every single time and maybe they won't even approve you for the magical number that you had in mind but they may come back and say all right you know what you know what mr marvin we want to have a long-standing relationship with you too we decided you know we can't get you all the way up to ten thousand but we'll bump you up to 7500 how does that sound 2500 more i'll take it mm. and boom there you go so those are three different things that you can do if you're looking to get larger limits from personal credit cards wow so yeah. first things first i need to go talk to navy federal because i don't have a credit card with them yeah. but i have a blasted mortgage with them oh you got to get a card oh uh, so yeah. you already but you already have a relationship right with them. so i'm like i need to go get it maybe yeah. they'll give me thirty thousand. maybe oh go, man run it up let's go oh man there you go thank you for that no man. problem and again it just comes down to what relationships relationships ladies and gentlemen relationships so as we've always said in all of our other episodes ooh, it's relational well i didn't say it he said it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you you can't yeah yeah, i don't sing i don't sing i don't sing either man well actually i'm cap 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 me and my wife sang our 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 little ooh, it's relational i just i'm I'm not putting on ears right now gotcha gotcha there you go (laughs) no i didn't sing the intro man you thought i really did didn't Uh, you for a second i thought you did For a second, I thought you did. You'd be nah, surprised. Nah, nah, nah. Shout out to the Millers in down in Jamaica. They sang. They, there you they, go. They sang my, my uh, intro. Shout out to the Millers. Oh right. man, you would love them. Oh, there you go. I hope I, I hope I get the chance to meet them. Absolutely, there man. They may come here for the baby shower. Who knows? Wait, they just might. Mm, are you coming? Invite me. You are invited. I'm coming. Then there you go. All right. All right. Let's go. We pull it up. <laughs> man, real quick. Shout out to Chisel Adonis. Shout man. out to Chisel Adonis. The ugliest man I know. <laughs> um. I don't know how you got that nose past this microphone, brother. That thing is strong. That is, um, I hope, I you, I didn't watch y'all. I listened because for the visual aspect of it, it's just, his face is not the most enjoyable. Voice is cool. Face, it's it's questions for concern. Yeah, but 
Shout out to that brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just got to shout him out again because, you know, he was like, yo, you know, good first episode with you. Mm -hmm. Like, he was very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hope I I think he might make like a whole YouTube video just Mm -hmm. like cutting on you, bro. I'm I'm not looking forward to it. I know it's coming, (laughs) but uh, when it comes, I'll be ready. (laughs) When it comes, I'll be prepared. Oh, man. And then also, quick shout out, you know, he's going to be a future guest, Mr. Ahmad. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't want to drop too much. The wealthiest man I know. Oh, man. So it's it's unreligious how much money that man has. He got some nice eyes. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just he's just living a good life. Like all the women, all the money. I that's he's my mentor. I look up to him. Yeah. Live life like a man. Yeah, yeah. live life if you can. It's it's if hard, you but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Guy's phenomenal, but you'll see him on a future episode. Yeah, there you go. Sheesh. Yep, there you go. Man, back to credit. Let's do it. Okay, what does a healthy credit profile look like? That's a great question. Um, so let's break it down. A healthy credit profile. So for starters, you want to have 100% payment history. Mm. That's non-negotiable. Payment history makes up 35% of your credit score, which is the largest portion of your score. So you want to make sure you have no late payments across the board. And if you do, have no worries. Uh, you can either challenge to get those late payments removed, or if you're not gonna, if you don't know how to do that, you can keep in mind that a late payment, even though it stays on your credit report for up to seven years, it stops negatively affecting your report after two years. Mm. So if it once it passes that two-year mark, it's no longer affecting your report, even though it's still on there. So, you know, you'll be fine. But you, either way, you don't even want to get there, right? You want to make sure you're paying your bills on time. So 100% payment history. The next thing is you want to make sure that for credit card utilization, like we said, we want to keep it under 10%. is the more marketed number that people know about, but 30% is average. Mm -hmm. We want everything on our credit report to optimize it. And if you want your credit utilization to put you in the best position to have a higher credit score, you want to keep it below 10%, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely want to keep it there. Then you have um, number of inquiries, right? How many hard inquiries do you have showing on your credit report? You never want to have more than three to four hard inquiries showing on any of your one credit reports. I think we talked about this Mm -hmm. on the last episode, but each credit, your credit report across each credit reporting agency is different, right? Because certain credit cards don't pull from all three credit reporting agencies to determine if they're going to approve you or deny you. So for each credit report, for each credit reporting agency, you never want to have more than three to four hard inquiries showing. So there's that number of accounts. How many accounts did you have showing on your credit report? Um, At least, like I said, anywhere between six to eight plus accounts. Mm -hmm. You know, that works. Uh, And those accounts could be a, you know, mixture of credit cards, installment loans, like mortgage, if you can, if you have one, um, auto loans, uh, secured loans that you're able to get, things like that. But at least six to eight payment history, utilization, inquiries and then oh, oh of course also most important thing no no negative accounts mm. so no collections no charge-offs, no evictions, no repossessions, no any of that, right? Once again, relationships. If I see that you've had a negative relationship with another bank to where they had to send money that you owed them to collections, I don't feel comfortable giving you money because I don't like the way that your relationship went with this other bank. So mm. that's the easiest way to kind of break down how to properly structure a credit report. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you a random question. Let's do it. So when it comes to credit card in- well, like inquiries, right? Like a mm-hmm. hard inquiry. Mm-hmm. Let's say I go for an Apple card today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just highlighting Apple. I mean, mm-hmm. Shout outs to you, Apple. Right. So let's say I apply for the Apple card and I get approved. Being that they already pulled one hard inquiry, right? Would I be able to be able to apply for another card and it would be under the same inquiry? Uh, some banks do that. So Amex, for example, has something to where if you apply for any of their cards, I think you have like a 90 day window where they use that same inquiry mm-hmm. because inquiry is a is a is them getting access to your right. report. So they use that same credit report for any of their 
other cards that you apply for within a 90 day window mm. um so apple uh, i know amex has that and there are a couple other banks i think right. bank of america also has something like that or they used to i'm not sure if they still do it because sometimes they change uh, so it does happen for certain banks not for all so it's it's on a bank to bank basis but okay. apple i don't think you could do that because i think they only have like one credit card fine fine but yeah. fine but it's more like an internal based uh, yeah. thing versus external yes correct okay too easy too yeah. easy just asking because i know there's people who out there who thinks because uh, oh. i used to think if i pull a, if they pulled a, a hard inquiry on me uh today i'm like mm -hmm. oh let me go apply for this capital one card and then this bank of america internal not external okay there you go too easy yes sir now one of the biggest fan question i got repetitively let's go, let's go. and i see almost the, the second best for last mm -hmm. and shout out to this person i'm not gonna shout them out because this is obviously personal mm -hmm. how to get rid of collections off of a credit report like how do i get rid of collections off of a credit report their exact scenarios i paid some of the collection off but they're still on my credit report and why should i keep paying the collections or let it fall off like what's what, what is it that's a great question i'm gonna give you an even better answer so a collection is when a payment has gone over 180 days without being paid mm -hmm. and that creditor has determined that they're not going to get their money from you right but they're they want to be able to recoup at least some of that money Something. so they're going to sell a fraction of that debt Boom. to a collections agency so that they can get some of that bread back and now the collections agency is now owns that debt and they're going to try to pursue you for said debt so one of the biggest misconceptions that exists when it comes to how to deal with collections and i deal with this all the time in my company is that people will come in and they're like yeah i paid the collections i paid you know the money that i owe to the collections agency but it's still on my credit report i don't know why if you've made a payment on a collection and it's still on your credit report that's because you haven't gotten what's called a pay for deletion agreement from that collections agency so a pay for deletion agreement is something that you have to get in writing that basically says it's an agreement between you and the collections agency where you're like if i agree to either pay all of this debt or we come to an agreement on me paying a fraction of this debt whatever that amount is you as a collection agency have to give me something in writing saying that once i make that payment whenever however i decide to do it you will remove this debt from my credit report mm. if you haven't gotten that type of agreement from a collections agency and you've just been making payments on it you're hurting yourself in multiple ways reason number one that you're hurting yourself is because essentially that same money is money you could have taken and put into a credit restoration company and probably for less so that they can work to get that account removed. The second way that you're hurting yourself is that depending on if you do decide to hire a company or even you yourself decide to take the route of disputing on that account, you making payments on that collection can actually hurt your chances of getting it off, right? Unless you got that pay for deletion agreement because whenever you make a payment on debt, you're essentially validating that yes. this debt actually belongs to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're making payments on that debt and you're validating that belongs to you and then you sp spin the block and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and challenge it. Now you just gave the collection agency ammo and the credit reporting agency's ammo that they can use against you to say how you gonna sit here and say this debt is not yours when you just made payments on it a couple months ago right 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 right. another reason why making payments on collections can hurt you is because with every collections account you have what's called a statute of limitations so a statute of limitations is the legal amount of time that a collections agency in your the respective state that that debt that i, I think either you're in or the debt is in i think it has a, it's where the consumer is in but a statute of limitations is essentially a legal amount of time that that collections agency can pursue you for the debt so what happens is let's say a statute of limitations for a collections agency to pursue you for said debt is three years let's say we get to the two year 11 mark 30th day right mm -hmm. you got one day left before they can stop pursuing you for this debt and you put a penny on that debt what happens now is the second you make payment a payment towards that debt whether it's a penny hundred dollars whatever it may be you reset the clock for the statute of limitations so now that collections agency can now legally pursue you again for another three years or mm -hmm. however long that debt that statute of limitations was three years 
four years, six years, whatever the case may be. So you see how all the different moving pieces that come into, you know, and this is why so many different people in the credit space say never pay collections, right? Right. Because there's so many different things that once you're making payments, it could actually hurt your ability to get that thing off your credit report, mm. right? So for the person who asked that question, that's probably the reason why you've been dealing with so much difficulties because you don't even realize it, but in a sense, you're validating that that debt actually belongs to you because you're making payments on it. So when it comes to how you can go about deleting the collections, um, there's a couple ways. Number one, you can challenge the accuracy of that account. And we kind of talked about this on the last episode, right. but every account on your report, whether positive or negative, usually isn't 100% accurate across the board. Mm -hmm. And by law of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, anything that's on your credit report must be 100% accurate and verifiable. Otherwise, it must be deleted. So if you took time to print out your credit report and look at that account, any inaccuracy that you're able to find, if there is one, you can use your advantage in a dispute letter that you would send to the credit reporting agencies to get it removed. If the account, the date that the account is, uh, was opened is showing as one date on one credit reporting agency, but it's showing as different on the other two, inaccuracy, that's grounds for deletion. If a collections account is showing late payments, that's ground for deletion. Collection accounts aren't supposed to be showing late payments. <laughs> if a if that account is showing that a, a one balance on one credit reporting agency that's not showing on the others, grounds for deletions, and the list list goes on and on and on. So you can use the law. I think it's. Uh, 15 U.S. Code 1681EB. I think that, yeah, 16, 15 U.S. Code 1681EB. That's a law that you can use, which basically uh, says that any anything that is not 100% accurate on your credit report, that is not reporting as 100% accurate on your credit report, it has to be deleted, right, by law. So you can use that in the dispute letter. Another law that you can use in your dispute letter as well. I don't remember the code for this law, but it's a law that's called the Permissible Purpose Law. You can mm. Google it if you don't know it. Permissible Purpose is basically just a law that states anything that's on your credit report that you did not give the credit reporting agencies in writing to put on there by law has to be removed. Well, I don't remember telling these collection agencies in writing that they could put this debt on my credit report. Get it out of here, mm. right? So those are two different laws that you can use that to, when it comes to trying to get that collections account off. So there you go with that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a little something. You're doing a lot. I'm doing a little something. You're doing a lot. You're being modest. I appreciate it. But no, I got to big you up. I appreciate it, bro. Shout outs to Marvin. I appreciate it, bro. Shout outs to Takeoff Financial. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, let's take your credit score to the moon. You know what, hey. what I'm saying? Yeah. To the moon. To the moon. Sound like, you know, Doja Coin to the moon. All right. Well, you know, I don't listen to her, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Well, you know, thank you so much Always, for, brother. you know, just the, the, the knowledge you're, in, you know, instilling upon, Always. you know, the, the installational crew myself. Right. Because um, I know little tidbits here and there, but then right. when you add it in, it's like Tetris is just, you know. Yeah, just fits right in. Boom. Yeah. So, again, once more, thank you so much for coming Always. on the podcast. I have one final question for Let's you. Let's do it. And it's probably the easiest one for you. Okay. What is one good tip you can give to anyone listening as a couple or as a single just in efforts to have a great credit score or a credit score in history because we, we know scores don't necessarily just or, matter. Or great credit report. Let's great credit that. report, yeah. One final tip that I could say, I'm going to just harken back to what we've been saying at the beginning, you know, maintaining positive relationships with banks and lenders. That's mm. really ultimately what it comes down to. And the one thing that you, well, one of two things that you don't have control over when it comes to your credit is, you know, length of history. But the one thing, the other thing that you do have control over is your payment history. Given that it makes up the largest portion of your credit report, you always want to make sure that you're paying your bills on time, right? That That's really what it comes down to. Most people, 99.999% of people that have bad credit have that bad credit because they just didn't pay their bills on time. That credit card that you have, you didn't pay that bill on time. That mm. electricity bill that went to collections and is on your credit report, you didn't pay that bill on time, right? Do whatever you have to do to get your finances in order to make sure that you are not, 
you know, getting like, and I said this on the last episode and I'll say it again. I would overdraft my bank account to make sure that I pay my credit card on time, right? Just because having a late payment on your credit report is that detrimental. Mm. Having a collections account on your credit report is that detrimental, especially for me as an entrepreneur. I need my personal credit because I need to be able to walk into these banks and get funding whenever I need to do certain things in my business. The second I get a late payment on my credit report, you you mean to tell me I got to potentially wait two years Mm. before I'm in position again to get funding for my business, to get, you know, to, to leverage my good credit to get going do certain things i don't got that kind of time right mm-hmm. so the most important thing for me the most important thing for you the most important thing for everyone is just making sure you're paying your bills on time you know you don't have to be over here getting hundred thousand dollars of worth of credit you don't have to be over here getting hundreds of different credit cards get you two to three three to four credit cards make sure you're using them for expenses you were already paying for that you know you already have money for and every month just make sure that you're paying your bills on time you do that you know you'll look up in a couple of years and you'll have credit that's good enough to get that house get that car get funding get whatever it is that you need to get to do whatever it is that you need to do and that's it Woo, child that's Marvin it. has spoken I, I did I was speaking this entire time but yeah I, 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 I mean, <laughs> Marvin has spoken his piece there you go this yeah. whole episode yeah there you go I clean it up a little I bit appreciate it brother Ooh, wow thank you thank you again Always. for coming on and just blessing the it's relational crew yes, with the credit knowledge thank you man I sh- I'm sure you have a lot more tips mm-hmm. and I'm tempted to keep going because okay. I got some questions. Okay. But we're going to wrap this up. Let's do it. So just thank you again. Let us know in the comments if we should really do a part three it with might just Marvin. Happen. It might just happen. Right? It might just happen. Maybe we might have a, a, another guest with us. Maybe I Maybe. have to bring on Chiseled just to see if you we guys have would to, really. We have to open that door up for that nose. And then, you know, hopefully he's able to get in here. Yeah. But I would love to have him on. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to see you guys together. It, 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 would get, it would get pretty. It would get bad. It would get pretty bad. In a good way. But yeah. Hey, man, it's yeah. relational. There you go. It, indeed it is. So don't forget, again, to, to like, comment, subscribe to anything Marvin-related. Mm-hmm. This guy is out there, and I'm wishing 100,000 subscribers on him real quick. Thank you. And at the time when he hits 100,000, 500,000. Mm. So he always got to go. He reaching for us. So I appreciate, I appreciate you it, man. for coming on, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And shout out to your platform. I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, I love the content that you guys are putting out there. Continue to grow. Continue to build. I love the merchandise and everything else we have going on. Continue to support his brand as well. You know, what, what you're doing right now is absolutely incredible. And I'm just happy to be a part of, you know, the earlier stages of it. And I can't wait to see what it looks like 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. I'm just happy to be a part of the foundation of it. My That's man, it. there you go. Sapa say nabule. Nabule, there you go. Come on, Wagwan. What's it? Well, how you respond to Wagwan? A uh, lick shot, shot to fire flame. Um, bullet, bullet, beef patty. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm an aspiring vegan, so it has to be a veggie patty. Beef patty. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Next time you could just say Dea. You know, Wagwan Medea. Beef patty. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listen. To everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, and a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed Mm -hmm. and be well. God bless y'all.